0: This week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast is brought to you by Warwickshire-based Purity Brewing Company. Uh, You'll recognise them with such fabulous premium amber ale such as uh, Ubu and some gorgeous little numbers such as Mad Goose. Purity Brewing Company have got a list of awards longer than your arm. Check them out and give them a taste. You absolutely must do it. Hi everybody and thanks for tuning in once again to the I'll Try That podcast, the Beer News and Reviews podcast. This week we are sampling Warwickshire based Purity Brewing Company and their plethora of fantastic drops. You to uh, get your teeth into. There's a real range there. They're all absolutely excellent. Uh, We're trying to figure out which is more lovely than than the last, but uh, we'll be covering uh, Ubu, their premium amber, Mad Goose, their session, uh, their premium pale ale, I should say, uh, Lawless, and their and their session IPA as well. Uh, But first of all, uh, Joe, we've got a hot topic for us. I have and.
1: Um, the hot topic this week is another kind of spotlight on a another collaboration that Toast are doing. Now, you know, those avid listeners will have listened back a few episodes ago that we did uh, and covered Toast in quite a lot of detail. But you know, Toast is at it again. Uh, their new series of uh, their new beer—it's a new collaboration beer with Rebel Kitchen, which is a alternative dairy, so it's a plant based um, dairy company, and uh, uh, blah blah blah. And they're a plant-based brand, Rebel Kitchen, uh, who make, you know, alternatives to milk, uh, dairy products and, and the like, uh, you know, getting a lot of popularity here in, in the UK. Um, but so they've come together in their fifth, uh, in Toast's fifth Rise Up, uh, series, uh, beer. And this is a oat pale ale. Now, as you would imagine, Barbara, uh, being toast, this is obviously made <laughs> with surplus fresh bread. Um, but also as well, it's using surplus organics oats that otherwise would have been wasted. You know, again, really kind of building on, you know, this is toast proposition, you know, food waste and making that into beer. So this Great is part stuff. of toast, you know, kind of fifth collaboration, as I said, in that kind of rise up series, um, you know, but it's specifically with other B Corps. So, you know, it's raising that awareness about the environmental impact of, uh, you know, uh, you know, in environmental impact of food and the benefits of support a, supporting better healthier ways of producing it
0: yeah and those b corps are those ones that are certified as well uh that have, have, have put in an equal an equally uh, admirable amount of work into that sustainability project as, as well interesting that there's um, they're definitely not resting on their laurels there's as you said as you were rightly describing it it's it's the next one in the uh, saga of of, of um uh, challenges for for want of a better word that, that they're taking on uh oats are an interesting option as well um, I, I only know really that uh, oats are um nutritionally one of the best things out there as well so uh you know excellent um, source of complex carbohydrates and i hear somewhere also that oats are an antidepressant Oh. so uh well i I imagine that's true. whoever told it to me might have just been trying to flog me a bag of oats, but um yeah you, I imagine <laughs> I normally get quite happy after a couple of beers anyway, but there must be a bit of a double whammy uh, if it's a, if it's a beer brewed with, with uh, leftover oats
1: so I mean this beer basically sounds like it's not oats so simple
0: nice, nice. <laughs> I think we could. Uh, oh, you, you've completely blindsided me there with an excellent oat joke. I haven't. I haven't even been able to prepare any of my uh, my porridge material. I'm a loss here.
1: Give you a couple of moments to think about that while I, I read out a, a quote from, um, uh, you know, from. from uh, um louisa zayan who's toast co-founder and chief operating officer um who's saying that collaborating with rebel kitchen who are also on their regenerative journey uh with their plant range uh, sorry their range of plant-based milks has been a brilliant way for us to learn more and share that with others over a delicious beer so it really does feel like you know with this series they're not just you know just doing this for pr's sake but actually trying to understand other b-corps you know kind of areas their lanes basically you no know, so rebel kitchen as you said in that plant-based milks area toast in their own but coming together sharing the knowledge sharing the information uh you know trying to build a better world through business
0: that makes a lot of sense i mean you they're obviously going to be closely aligned and they know they're going to sort of be building towards they, they they've got a common goal there haven't they so uh yeah, yeah of course uh collaboration makes a lot of sense and um it, it also not only is, is doing a bit of good but also it, it means more different uh, diverse beers for us to try so uh, yeah absolutely going to be no complaints about that
1: we're definitely not going to complain about that so uh, that's a bit of a, a quick quick uh, you know hop topic um for us today we are now as you said Barbara, going to talk a bit more about purity brewing now Purity Brewing is a company that's been only on my radar actually very recently because I think you suggested, Bob, that we do this uh, in an upcoming episode. So obviously I had to get my, uh, as a company that I had never heard of before, um, I thought I should get, get really into you know who they are why why haven't why haven't they been on my radar and actually I've got no answers to that they've been around <laughs> since 2005 they have so many award winning beers you know every single year since 2006 they've won a plethora of different um, different awards Accolades, for their yeah. different beers it's outrageous the amount of uh, amount of beer, uh, awards they've won for their beers
0: yeah I can't give you a hard time for that joke because to be honest equally I've been going there just happens to be my local boozer around the corner is, is really excellent. Watering hole here in in, in Cheltenham, and I've been going in there for a while, and uh, I'd been just drinking Mad Goose, which is the the, the premium pale. Uh, absolutely fell in love with it, uh, and then. Um, I think it was on the basis of that that I said we should have a look at purity and, and now I'm just having my eyes opened to, to all these other beers which um, yeah it, it's hard to pick what it's now hard to pick your favourite even though I was uh, pretty much zoned in on Mad Goose. Mad Goose has <laughs> it's been so popular with me it's now I, I, it don't, I don't know what it means but it's in my vernacular it's been added to the, to my dictionary of I think it's normally if I see something if I'm, I, I quite like my sport I'll watch rugby uh, if I see a ridiculous offload I go oh mate that is some mad goose <laughs> um, <laughs> Still don't know what it means, but I'm hoping it catches on. Uh, you heard it here first, first everyone. <laughs>
1: that's it. That's a that's a Matt Barber. I'll try that podcast <laughs> exclusive saying. Uh,
0: <laughs> hey, you, yeah. Well, let me get the copyright sorted out first, and then we'll take it from there. Although I probably I probably own it. owe it to uh, Purity anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think they probably have a TM somewhere on their on their label.
0: But yeah, I mean, the
1: Mad Goose is the first beer that I tried. at Purity's um, having started. I did an order, uh, you know, that came came hot off the press from uh, straight fresh from the Warwickshire uh, brewery itself. And I'd originally ordered only just two beers, uh, sorry, two bottles, and yet they sent me two cases of bottles. So I have to feel <laughs> like that is them just saying, oh, this is this uh, this guy, Joe, he uh, runs this podcast, it's getting a lot of traffic. <laughs> no, I just think that was a, 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 an, an honest mistake for the, on the brewery's packing side. And I can say I'm all the happier for it because I have <laughs> drank a, I've, I've sampled a lot of uh, Mad Goose uh, over the last uh, couple of months because of that, uh, you know, positive error um and i can say that safely it it is very palatable pale ale
0: yeah yeah it's it's i think i i'm pretty happy with the fiction that they just wanted to get in with a heavyweight podcast like us so (laughs) yeah let's not knock that but uh what is it what is it you're drinking at, at the moment there joe so, I mean, I can talk at length about Mad Goose. You know, when you want to talk
1: about that, Barbara, I know you have that a bit later on. Yeah. But for right now, I am drinking Lawless Unfiltered Lager by Purity.
0: Oh, I love an unfiltered.
1: So this lager is, you know, is there? It's just, I'm going to read some copy from the can because I think it's it's fascinating. Yeah. So Lawless Unfiltered Lager. Lawless is our maverick beer, named after our farmyard fiend, Bruno the goat. <laughs> Just like our lager, he is a law unto himself, full of character with a sharp kick.
0: Nice, nice. I think that's a. I think that's a bit of a bit of a theme. They've got it for um, Ubu is uh, after the, a, a faithful canine friend, as they they describe themselves, Tess and um, yeah, I, I know um, I would have to re- recheck it, but the Mad Goose is. Um, I think the guys uh, used to cycle past a farm, um, and I think if you went within half a mile of this goose it would it would be on to you i think everyone's got a story <laughs> <for> <laughs> a goose that, that's like that but um yeah they've uh there's a bit of a theme developing there but they've got a bit of an interesting history i think um uh purity uh and i mean you can listeners can themselves go and have check it out on on, on their website with their their timeline that takes them sort of uh through the uh the highlights of of their journey over the last 16 years and there's, there's quite a lot to um quite a lot to, to read and digest there but um, they do seem just like uh, a, a, you know a very honest you know genuine uh, uh, a couple of fellows who, who um, like beer and, and are just sort of typical guys really which is quite heartwarming to see it reaffirms my, uh, my sort of deeply uh, hidden feeling that one day i might run away and and, and start my own brewery uh, but uh, yeah i hope they i hope they realize that they're inspiring me as well as uh, just providing me with nice beer
1: it is it's a very aspirational i mean we've talked about this actually on the podcast before it's a very achievable aspiration isn't it starting a brewery that's why we're seeing such a boom right now with uh, you know so many new breweries starting out i mean i, I think there was a stat i'll have to um kind of claw back through to get the exact one but you know when it went from you know basically had about 1500 breweries here in the UK i think in the in the mid 2000s to when we now have about 13000 so it's growing exponentially um and I, you know maybe it raises the question of you know where's the you know is there a bubble in the brewing world right now you know with these smaller companies i mean this is definitely an independent owned brewery um, you know, owned by, uh, you know, these, these two guys, Paul Hazley and, and uh, James Minkin. Um, you know, they started this out in 2005. You know, I've been trying to dig into what was their past history before, uh, you know, that 2005 starting point. Barbie, you, you mentioned that you might have thought they had some sort of rugby connection. Maybe they were rugby players themselves or something like that. And I'll, I'll, I'll let you fact check that while we, um, while I keep going. Because, you know, you can really start to see that, you know, that when they've kind of grown from 2005 through to where we are right now, uh, rugby has been a consistent theme or has at least shown a presence within purity so in 2015 um they actually became the official partner of wasps rugby and the rico arena as part of uh, you know to become their official cask ale partner um you know they're also as well joining the you know the coventry rugby family of partners of uh, as as official cask beer so again they are just showing that that you know they know where they want to put their products they know who likes their product uh, you know rugby obviously has some sort of you know close linked to their hearts because, you know, to become a partner of these rugby clubs is no easy feat. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of bre- breweries out there that would love to be a, an official beer partner of, of a brewery. So, you know, it's it's, it's heartwarming to see or, or good to see that they persisted and, and that that's something they really wanted to have as part of their brand.
0: Yeah, it's just dawned on me and I possibly should have realised this before. And I, you mentioned that I, I think it's been a while that I've been drinking Mad Goose, albeit just the Mad Goose, as I, I mentioned earlier on. Um, but as someone who watches a bit, bit of rugby myself, I think... <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time that uh i'm not a wasps fan but i'm sure i've seen them playing rugby enough times uh and it's only just in uh recently sort of i've had that light bulb moment of oh purity is is on their shirts and and, and that sort of thing um i quite like that i feel like there's something a little bit wholesome i think a lot of the the um the, the top flight rugby teams in the U- in the uk uh have a local brewer on them uh i suppose it it makes a lot of sense doesn't it it's almost a marriage made in heaven of going to the rugby and and having a bit of a beer. Um although I the other light bu- the other light bulb moment I just had is I I noticed also when you look through uh, a lot of the um the literature uh, from from priority is um it's a focus on <laughs> uh the, the word pure comes up a lot and the word quality comes up a lot and uh i think i've just figured out where they got the name purity from <laughs> um wow someone else give me a war- an, an award but um <laughs> you are firing
1: on all cylinders right oh, now baba
0: um well the other thing i would read about them is that i think that the, the guys had uh, i i ought to just double check and uh, yeah i think it was um king's norton um rugby club rugby football club that that they first mentioned but um i think also they'd uh, they they had a bit of a passion for cycling and um, Um, particularly the the mad goose that i've said before that i quite like it does uh, particularly i'm looking outside we've got a sunny day today i think going on a bit of a cycle ride through warwickshire with the occasional stop for a a pint of mad goose oh nothing could be better
1: yeah no it does go down smooth i mean i'm just talking a bit more about lawless lager um you know this is this is quite a um, you know full character like lager this isn't a a light you know you know an american light lager this has actually got a lot of flavor to it
0: is that because is that, it's, it's unfiltered, isn't it? So I imagine that probably gives it a bit of, um, I suppose it'd be what my dad would say is it puts hairs on your chest <laughs> as opposed <laughs> to the, the, the filtered lagers. So I'm I'm currently drinking, uh, as I said, Ubu, uh, which is the premium amber, which is a lovely drop as well. Uh, it's kind of a classic, classic amber, really. It's, you know, a bit maltier. Um, and it's it's warmer. It's one of those ones as uh, we disgu- discussed on, on an episode recently. Uh, I wouldn't put it in the fridge uh, all day, possibly a little bit better suited for, for your, your winter evenings after maybe a dog walk um, and then sat by the fire in preparation for a roast dinner. Uh, and actually, that's another thing I noticed about them is, is they actually put um, not quite uh, tasting notes, but pairing notes. Uh, they're saying, you know, have this with uh, some red meat game. Uh, a bit of mature cheddar uh yeah i can i can see myself sitting down and eating some uh, some cheese uh with, with one of these or some red meat so it's a good good hearty but but you know pure and uh and tasty tasty option i am quite i have a bit of a soft spot for some of these multi ones in in what sometimes feels like quite a quite a world of of uh, hoppy options
1: is there something to note about purity that all of their beers are vegan you know, they're suitable for vegans. You know, they've really thought about, you know, what's going into their beers and making sure it's as inclusive for everyone. Um, and you know, certainly what, you know, this is a trend that we're starting to see a lot more with, uh, you know, breweries or, you know, just outside of, you know, even just outside of, of category as well, outside of the industry, you know, that people are trying to make their products as inclusive as possible so everyone can enjoy what they have to offer. And let's face it, there's nothing about brewing that couldn't be vegan. You know, you don't have animal byproducts really in the, in the, in the beer themselves Um, so actually it's quite interesting that you know people are going out uh, out and uh, out of their way to call out and make a thing to say we are vegan you know you have this on their cans you have this on uh you know in their marketing you know on their website to say that they are vegan as well so i think that's just quite an interesting part because you know really there's nothing about brewing you know
0: absolutely yeah there isn't there's no prominent role for for an animal based product and and therefore that makes sense that they're able to do it doesn't compromise anything in in terms of the the, the taste profile of, of the beer when you actually sit down to have one and so um, I mean that it probably, probably needs uh lauding a little bit more but until you said it I, I'd had no idea <laughs> that it was uh that it was uh that they were all vegan uh so yeah I mean you can only you can only lend your voice to, su- to support that keep them keep them vegan let everyone keep keep drinking them and, and enjoying them
1: so we're talking about the, obviously, purity being around since 2005, you know, obviously growing quite steadily, you know, very much a heartland of, of the, the Warwickshire, Birmingham areas. Um, you know, where they hail from, they definitely see that they're kind of core cornerstone of markets of where they're, they're putting their beers. And you in, in Cheltenham, Barbara have, you know, very, very familiar with this as well. It hasn't really expanded so much into the bottom part of the UK. You know, I don't know if, it, if it's made it this way further north, but one thing that is very notable is their new managing director who was appointed and it was announced on the April the 21st of this year 2021 now any those of you who might be uh, you know kind of following the beer industry you know the kind of the, the I guess the more corporate side of the beer industry you know who's who in the industry and who's moving around might recognize the name of Andy Maddock now Andy Maddock uh, you know, was through and through, you know, had a very flourishing career with Heineken before he took this job with, uh, with Purity Brewing. So you have to wonder, you know, actually, you know, this is obviously a very tactical decision to bring on someone like Andy, who's got a lot of industry knowledge and, you know, a lot of work and, and, and an understanding of how to make a very large, you know, you know, organization successful like Heineken. You know, how is that going to adapt to, uh, you know, a much smaller organization, you know, independently owned like that, that scale that Purity are? And I have to just, just think that, You know, this is only going to do wonders for for them just because he's Andy will have a lot of connections. You know, within the you know the sellers, you know the retail market. You know, getting them into new new bars, listings in new pubs. You know, that's exactly what Purity needs to be doing. Even if it's not like you know they haven't as of right now got an international you know strategy and plan uh, in in place. You know, but they have have, they can really focus on on really dominating and and growing their presence here in the uh, you know the regional market in the UK.
0: So this is the moment I've been waiting for all week. I am now going to have a mad goose. Um, I think some people have maybe said I'm I'm a little bit weirdly obsessed with it. I almost can't quite put my finger on it, but this one just has a bit of X factor for me. Um, Lovely, zesty, um, fresh-ish, bit of bite, classic, uh, as they describe themselves, premium pale, um... And it's as I said, it's just got an X factor for me. I I feel like this is the one that that um that really established purity. Uh, there may be some more hardcore fans out there who will tell me otherwise. I know Lawless is is, is a lovely drop, and um, actually, I know that uh, I realise that they're also doing a cider these days. But I feel that's got to be off limits for for the. I'll try that podcast. Um, and and you've you've only to look at this. This list of awards that Purity of won to see that um, is pretty much everything they do. Uh, everything they touch seems to turn to gold, uh, for want of a better phrase. But um, Mad Goose is just a lovely drop.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed the, the plethora of, of Mad Goose bottles that I, I, I've been <laughs> sipping on over the last couple of months. Um, and I just feel as for a pale ale, it, it definitely hits that more traditional pale ale kind of category. Um, you know, it's very smooth. It, you know, it comes in bottles to start off with. You can't get it in cans. Um, you know the design of it looks looks uh, you know very you know kind of quite quite interesting. You know it's this kind of caricature of a goose kind of jumping through the can through the through the label itself. But I think what I'm getting across is like purity. You know they are a very good like safe bet. You know for and you know they have very nice beers. Um, And that's what I've been getting across, you know, from their, even their unfiltered lager, you know, was very kind of palatable, uh, you know, had a very interesting character as they, as they explain. But at the same time, it's nothing kind of like, oh, this is a really interesting new lager. However, I am trying their Session IPA as well. And I have to say, as Session IPAs go, this is this is kind of knocked me for six in a, in a good way. This is something I was not expecting from Purity. Given that background that what I've tasted to date from Purity has been very nice. It's been really good quality, but it's nothing that's unsurprising in the beer category. Their session IPA, ale, their session IPA is very palatable. Oh wow, Okay, This is giving me a lot of flavor coming in right now with this IPA. Uh, again, it's an IPA, so it's got that kind of, you know, harder hit. It's actually only a 4.5%, which is, you know, as a session IPA goes, you know, that's kind of on what you'd expect.
0: Oh, I was almost going to say I thought that might, might be a little bit pokey. But but um, I, 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 do, I have had a couple of people say they've, they've tried the session IPA and um, after they've had a session IPA, uh, they want another one. <laughs> yeah. And there isn't much let up with that. No, exactly.
1: I mean, I think that's the, that's the, that's the lane that session IPAs can give is the fact that they are going to be incredibly palatable in that they're going to have a lot of flavor to them. Uh, you know, they're not going to be knocking your socks off at the 7% or whatever. Um. But at the same time, it's going to give you a lot of, you know, a lot, lot of, lot of wiggle room or room for error. I like to call it. You know, you can have a couple and feel like, okay, I can just slow down now. It's fine. But I like this as well. That the design itself is quite fascinating. It's very different to the rest of the purity range.
0: Is that is that almost like a butterfly pattern? Almost the...
1: butterflies, like different yeah. coloured butterflies. Well, it's just I think they're just little. You know, I actually don't know what they are. They look like pearl-looking things, but they do make up that. But basically, the design is in collaboration with the Birmingham School of Art. Cool. So they've done a collaboration here with people who are, you know, um, who, you know, who are making this, this, you know, kind of design size. This is why the design itself looks very different uh, to what they to the rest of the purity range. And you know, I think that's that's nice. And you know, for something that just tastes quite different to the rest of the purity range, they've gone with a design that looks quite different and stands it out from the rest of the range.
0: They're branching out there. I, I often just see the, the the bottles on the shelf for purity, and there's um, it's these uh, you know uh, a, a bottle shape, <laughs> obviously, um, but designs of sort of red, black, and white uh, for for most of them. Whereas this is going a little bit more colourful, and, and I think uh, yeah, you're only casting an eye over it before you sort of. <laughs> In, in a Session IPA mood? I th- <laughs> I'm saying that's a question rather than a statement.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah. you're
0: right. But, you know, just, I guess, to
1: go, just to close up on the Session IPA, it has actually won four International Beer Awards. You know, again, going on with this Purities, you know, yeah. award-winning hot streak. Um, you know, this is this is definitely a beer which I will say uh, people should try. And again, it's it's vegan and gluten-free. So even more inclusive than the last beers.
0: They are ticking a lot of boxes. <laughs> Purity it has got to be said. Um, and just before we, I guess we kind of
1: close up on, on purity, um, we're talking a bit more as we like to do as, as much as possible with these breweries about their sustainability practices. Um, you know, and they definitely have, a, a, they've got this whole section on their website called Pure Eco. Um, you know, and they, they say that they take their responsibility to the environment and local community very seriously. They've made huge, uh, you know, strides, some huge strides for a small company, but we're determined to continue making a difference. And, you know, they talk about how they're brewing process. They're using a lot of, you know, like retaining heat. You know, they're not letting a lot of steam, you know, they're doing steam recapture. Um, you know they're using some of the grain they're reusing grain to like feed longhorn cattle you know in the local community as well oh, cool. uh, you know so everything you know looking after the wetland systems you know again very much talking around that mad goose you know kind of a uh, language i suppose <laughs> yeah. um so i think you know overall we're, we're looking at a, a you know the purity brewing is being a you know what's for a better word some good eggs
0: yeah yeah absolutely that's what they're doing and power to them for that
1: Absolutely. So just closing on their numbers, Instagram, they have uh, their 10k followers. Cool. Yeah, good. Uh, and Twitter, they have um, 19k followers. So obviously people are much more interested in the, uh, the daily news briefs that you can give, give out with Twitter.
0: I've been claiming to be a fan. I think they probably have to call that 19k and one because I'm <laughs> going to go and check them out this afternoon, particularly knowing that they sent you uh, uh, slightly too much beer in error. I'm going to go and sign up to follow them.
1: Absolutely, I mean, I hope I hope more people go and do that just to, just to kind of test out their 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 testing system. But uh, I think just to close on it, you know, definitely worth. I think you know, Barbara, you've introduced me to Purity, so thank you for that. I'm definitely a, a you know a convert into the Purity world. Definitely can say I've tried that, and uh, you know, you could definitely I would say I would recommend other people to go and try some of uh, Purity's beers. Uh, you know, the Silver Green uh, Business of the Year 2020 and their award winning beers. So thanks, Purity.
0: Thank you, Purity, indeed.
1: And that's all we have time for this week's episode of the I'll Try That Podcast. And so for me, Joe, Rich, Barbara, and Simo, goodbye. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter,
0: I'llTryThatPodcast.com and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now.